Hello, and welcome to Uncommon Intuition. I'm your host, Christy Hansel. Here we are in the middle of December, and it's almost winter solstice, which also happens to be Yule this year. Winter solstice was a big deal. Yule was a big deal because it marks the longest, darkest day of the year, but it also marks a new beginning, meaning we're turning back to the sun and the warmth right after winter solstice. And on top of that, we have the 12 nights of Christmas, which is the 12 darkest nights of the year. So imagine ancient people who spent most of their time outdoors hunting and gathering. It was really important to bring light into their homes at this time of year. And that is how Yule was made. They would actually go and chop down a tree and like use the trunk of the tree for the Yule log, meaning like carry that sucker in the house and start burning, (laughs) burning it for 12 days. That's one way to make your house merry and bright, right? Um, This time of year is really a duality. It's a place in between. We have the dark and the light that's kind of pushing and pulling against one another. And also at this time of year, we have the past, present, and future all kind of intermingling. There are many things that are associated with Yule and helping you to celebrate Yule time. I actually saw a Yule log from Yankee Candle. I think it was balsam and fur that it smelled like, and I was very tempted to buy it in order to celebrate Yule. However, you can celebrate Yule simply by bringing in the colors red, green, and gold, or black and white together. You can use crystals of gold, peridot, garnet, amber, and jade. You can have bells and holly wreaths and incense. And if you're looking towards spirit animals to guide you, then look towards the horned animals, bats, and owls. I've never really celebrated Yule, but this year I've gotten a little bit more aware, and I have to say, even reflecting upon the year, I have become more conscious of the wheel of time and how the seasons and moon phases really play into our existence here on earth. And by recognizing and honoring those things, I feel more connected. And honestly, I feel a little bit more powerful, a little bit more magical in doing so. However you choose to celebrate this time of year, I hope that it's merry and bright and full of magic and wonder. Up next, let's talk about intentional living. I'm back. I wanted to talk about intentional living because as I reflect back on this past year, that's really what I've been doing. I've been setting my intentions on how I want my days to go. I, for a long time, felt like I was always on go, go, go. I was chasing after life. I was never able to catch up. I was feeling disconnected. I felt like I always needed a lot more clarity and a lot more peace and a lot more downtime. And it just wasn't working for me. My typical way of coping with that is just fly by the seat of the pants, see how things go, uh, just try to make it through the days And on the weekends, I would do a brain dump and just write everything down that was circling in my head as a to-do. And I would end up with like a two-page to-do list and it became very overwhelming. And then I would procrastinate on doing anything on that list. And then I would feel bad, like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. It was this vicious cycle. 
And so I decided this year I was going to live a little bit more intentionally and try to feel more put together and less stressed. I gave myself permission to slow down, to observe how I was feeling, evaluate what I needed, and to choose how I was going to move forward in a way that resonated with my soul. It resonated with who I was and how I wanted to show up in life. As I set out to live intentionally, what I knew was I didn't want to have the strict routine that was very rigid and felt very mundane and monotonous. I wanted it to feel magical and create a sense of wonder and something to look forward to as well. This journey has taught me a few things. And one of those things is that as I live intentionally, I'm actually building trust in myself and realizing that I am a reliable person and I will show up for myself and not just for other people. Every time that I followed through with a task, I was able to say I showed up for myself, I completed it, and I was proud of myself. The other thing that I found out was in pre-planning and setting my intentions for the week and for each day, I ended up having more free time. The other thing that I noticed was as I was planning ahead of time and living my days with purpose and intention, I knew what to expect. I knew that I needed to get certain things done and I wasn't overwhelmed and I wasn't procrastinating. So I ended up having more time in the end than I did originally. And also as a side effect of that, I had less anxiety because the space in my brain wasn't befuddled with, oh my gosh, what do I need to do now? Making these decisions on the fly. I knew what I needed to do. And it almost became a sense of comfort and it helped me go into autopilot where I didn't have to use my brain as much. And I noticed a big shift in my anxiety. I felt a lot calmer and living intentionally. Something that really worked for me during this process was realizing that I need to go minuscule with what I was doing. So for instance, if one of my goals was to exercise, I wasn't over committing. I wasn't saying I'm going to exercise every day. And I didn't even say that I was going to commit to a half hour or an hour of exercise. Instead, I kept it very simple. And I would say I was going to exercise three days out of the week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and only for five minutes. And to even simplify that, I found this uh, YouTube video. I think it's by Group Hit, H-I-I-T. And it was their five-minute exercise where they count down. You do 30 seconds of an exercise, 10 seconds of rest, 30 seconds of the next exercise, 10 seconds of rest. It made the time go so quickly. And I wasn't dreading like, oh my gosh, how much longer until I can stop this activity. So that was something that I found out. I have to keep things very simple for me and not over promise on myself. I almost under promised, but I was getting those quick wins and feeling more pride. Like, hey, I did it. And as I had more and more wins because I was creating these simple goals, I learned that I could start trusting myself and maybe adding an additional goal or extending the goal. So I moved from, you know, five minutes of exercise 
to, okay, now I actually want to get outside. I want to connect with nature. I want to go for a walk outside. And so I started walking outside and I found that I really enjoyed it. And I started doing it almost every day. And I found that I was sleeping better because I was doing that. There's something about that movement of that sacral chakra and the fresh air that just was like the perfect chef's kiss on what I needed. I was doing really good with the body and mind part of intentional living, but I really wanted to incorporate the soul part of intentional living. So I started doing what I call weekly rituals. It was a way for me to slow down and to refocus and to do manifestation work, really. I finally decided, look, I need to create a planner for myself. So I started capturing my thoughts down and capturing some of these more magical things like crystal work, energy healing, you know, self-guided prompts for reflection and spell work and candle magic, all of those things, I tried to capture it and incorporate it into a weekly practice, which became an entire month's planner. And it just has snowballed since then. Um, If you want to take a look at the planner and how I'm living intentionally, you can check it out on uncommonintuition.com. I have it for sale there as a digital copy for, I think it's five bucks. As we eke into the year 2022, I think it's really important that we get in touch with our intuition and we start recognizing how we want to live our life moving forward. I can't tell you how many people have come to me and say, Christy, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I feel like I've lost my purpose. This job doesn't feel like it's for me. This family doesn't feel like it's for me. A lot of people have felt very unfocused, very unattached, and a certain level of lack of direction. And living intentionally starts to hone in your focus and helps you to feel more connected with your existence here on planet Earth. So I highly recommend do some research, figure out how you want to live as you move forward into the year 2022. For today's card reading, I'm using Colette Baron reeds Oracle of the Seven Energies. I'm pulling these cards in order to give direction for what you should focus on in the year to come. Pick the card that resonates with you the most and see what your angels have to say. The first card is bearing fruit and has this beautiful tree full of lush pink purple leaves with twinkling stars about it. It says you're in a powerful and fertile season of your life, and you're particularly good at making things happen with very little effort. So pay close attention to what you're manifesting now. From your career to your personal relationships, your influence is strong at this time. If you don't like what your life is yielding, Prune the proverbial tree and get into alignment with what genuinely lights you up. Remember, you birth into the world that which you pay most attention to and consistently hold within as your truth. Be clear about what you intend. The second card says, Into me I see. And it has this beautiful woman with wings stretched above her head. 
card says, now is the time to take a risk by connecting with another. Can you see how far you've come? Can you see what is still active within you that needs to change or heal? You will discover more about who you are as you discover more about another. Even if you cannot possibly know what is truly like to be in someone else's shoes, you can listen and learn. This is a magical gift being offered to you right now. This concept applies beyond romantic connection. What do the dynamics in your closest friendships, work relationships, and family say about you? Relationships are an extraordinary opportunity for healing. The third card is the land between. It has two landscapes that are separated by a giant crevice with a sun in between them. The card says, you're in process of change. You knew that you were called to it and can no longer be who you were, but you aren't sure what the next experience of your life will be. You're in the in-between, what was and what could be. Like during the metamorphosis of a caterpillar into a butterfly. However, you can't just skip the messy parts. You have to endure the unknown and the uncomfortable as you reinvent yourself. The thing is, you're not quite there yet. You have one foot in the past, and even if you're ready to shed that version of yourself and become something new, you must start redefining who you are in the context of your question. What do you believe is possible when you get to the next place? Can you explore the stage of evolution to get to know yourself better? You will learn to manage your fear how to stay present in the now, and how to also see the dark. You absorb the lessons offered to you with grace because you cannot go any faster. This is a test of your fortitude, patience, trust, and humility. When you look back, you will grow to love the place in between, for that is where you were reborn. As I continue to live intentionally, I would be remiss if I didn't live intentionally with uncommon intuition as well. So in January, I'm going to be taking some time off. I'm going to spend this time really brainstorming and coming up with some ideas and thought processes on how I want to move forward with UncommonIntuition.com and the podcast in particular. I have some ideas that have been forming, and it's going to take me a while to really design and develop how I want to move forward with this particular project. So until we meet again, stay curious as you explore your intuition, because it will lead you on a marvelous adventure. Until next time.